0: You're listening to the For Frequency Sake Network.
1: For Frequency Sake
0: is brought to you by. Durham Remodeling, serving the Quad City area's remodeling and repair needs since 1973. Clint's Draft House, grab a bite and a pint on 7th Street, in Moline. Low Pies, New York-style pizzas served by the Slice or Pie, Davenport. Lifted Energy, energy drinks, coffee, donuts, and more, hashtag get lifted. Atomic Sports Cards and Collectibles, sports cards and memorabilia, vintage clothing, hats, pennants, and more. A Cut Above, offering quality custom woodwork designed specifically around our customers.
2: I'm going to get that championship back by shaking hands, being best friends with the champion. No, I slapped him right in the stupid face. I slid out of the ring
1: and I let him know my intentions from that point. Uh, he calls me down to the ringside and we're, we're starting to chat. He's just saying how I'm doing all that. I'm just, and then at the very end, he's like, hey, you got a
0: match. I was like. I'm sorry. What? He's like, yeah, you're gonna have a match. I was like, that's not normal. Like, why? Why? And he's like, uh, we're gonna, you'll be fine. You're gonna do good. You're gonna wrestle Aleister Black. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I was like, all
1: right, cool, yeah.
0: And now, your hosts of the Card Subject to Change podcast, for frequency sake, tag team champions of the world. The Wizard CZ, and Never Wrong, Nick
2: Bull!
0: Hello, one and all, and welcome to another exciting edition of the podcast by the fan for the fan. Of course, I'm talking about the Card, Subject to Change podcast. I am your host, Never Wrong, Nick Bull. I am joined by my co-partner, my co-tag team champ, uh, partner, the <laughs> wizard CZ Wiz. How you doing tonight?
1: I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm having a good day. It feels like, uh, been a little longer since we've done this, but we're back at our regular time now, uh, which is nice. Uh, <clears throat> I know you have one you want to give out give out before we get going, but I've got to give a few shout outs here. Uh, first of all, I want to thank our new friend. He is the host of the friends of the squared circle podcast, Mr. Crander Q. He put us over big time, uh, during this week, uh, boosted us up on Facebook. So thank you that for, for that. Thank Thank you you to all the new fans.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Who are
1: (laughs) appreciate all of the new followers, the new fans. We are broadcasting on Twitter today for the first time in, uh, probably about a year, uh, <clears throat> but uh, a lot of new followers there as well. Personally want to give a shout out. I was at, uh, I was at the pharmacy picking up some prescriptions. Uh, one of our fans stopped me and said, Hey, you're, you're CZ from the card subject change podcast and told me he was doing, we were doing a great job. I did not catch his name. I was a little, uh, little under the weather uh, that day, but he boosted my spirits. So I want to give a personal shout out to you, sir. Uh, i apologize for not having a lengthier conversation or catching your name uh but one one last shout out on my end our fantastic sponsors <coughs> excuse me down at lo pie's pizza uh always a good time especially on sundays if you're a wrestling fan there's wrestling going on and uh gotta give a shout out to mike behind the bar uh who will take good care of you so if you haven't been to low pies you better get on down there it's a great place to go
0: yeah, I wasn't able to make it this Sunday, but Sundays are a good time down there if you're a wrestling fan. If if not, just to go watch the wrestling on the TV, but to hear the wrestling chatter, and especially you know, after a show after last night at SCW Pro where we ran into our friend Stryker. I wanted to give a shout-out to Stryker. We were able to meet up with him, chat with him, get a quick picture with him. Also want to give a shout-out to Rob Kammerer, a uh, friend of the show who also has his own podcast, the MLW Confusion podcast. Sat near him last night and had a blast at the show last night, so... All in all, a good time at SCW Pro last night, and good uh, and a good time interacting with Stryker uh, after the show, and then interacting with Rob Cameron as well. So, good good time was had. A good time was had by all this wrestling weekend.
1: Without a doubt, it was SCW put on a put on another another great show. Um, I'm particularly partial to the opening match with a couple of other friends of the podcast, our good friend the Devil Dog, defending his. Uh, his SCW Pro Championship against Corn Boy, uh, they put on a banger. But the whole show was just fantastic, as as always. Yeah. Uh, good people, good fun at a, SCW Pro. Highly recommend going to one of their shows if you get the chance.
0: Big shout out to Corn Boy, Kevin Gutierrez, who back-to-back outings at the Bluegrass Community Center has had impressive matches, both with the one called Manders last month in the Iowa championship match. And then last night for the SCW championship against devil dog had another impressive showing. He has really turned a corner in my opinion. So shout out also to corn boy, Kevin Gutierrez for two, two pretty uh, kick-ass matches at the bluegrass community center. I can't wait to see what's on the horizon for him. Uh, Of course, with Epic on the horizon here, just over a little over a month and a half away.
1: Oh yeah. And you know, we could shout out people all day, but, Got to get. I I got to give one more tremendous effort for the QC Cup against John Bonhart. Last week's guest guest on the show Chuck Brewster, um, a fine outing here. The fans were really behind in the crowd, chanting Chuck, 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 Chuck throughout the whole thing. Uh, did not come away with the QC Cup, but uh, that's okay. He he put on a good show and and really has the uh, the support of the SCW crowd.
0: Well, we're glad you're here on the Card Subject to Change podcast. We're powered by Pies Pizza, built by Durham Remodeling, and colored by Ryan Allison Tattoo. Pull up a seat. Sit here by the Firesiders. We're calling it the Side Chat. We've got a lot to catch up on here as stuff is on the horizon. We've got Elimination Chamber next Saturday, early show in Perth, Australia. If you're going to get a wake-up call for that, it's going to be a 4 o'clock show next Saturday. Raise your hand if you're going to be up watching. I'm going to give it a try. I, I, uh, I, yeah.
1: I I got to try it.
0: got to try it. And then, of course, we've got uh, AEW Revolution on the horizon March 3rd. And then, of course, all the WrestleMania season, all the WrestleMania talk we can get in here as well. We'll try and touch base on all these here tonight as we kind of have a freelance chat about all these subjects. And I got to start with Elimination Chamber CZ. It is shaping up. I'm not quite sure how many matches are on the card yet. I want to say there's four.
1: I believe so. I'm pulling it up right now.
0: Men's and women's chambers, the tag team title match. We'll have it. We'll have the card here in a second, but the qualifiers have gone down. We do have our men's qualified. The men have all qualified for the match. And I think there's going to be a serious wrinkle that happens to that. Sami Zayn did not qualify for the elimination chamber, but I've got a hunch. I've got an inkling, CZ. I've got this funny feeling that he is going to be in that match somehow. Somebody is going to get knocked out of that match. We've seen it in the past where people have gotten jumped on the way to the ring to the elimination chamber or something's happened backstage and they have someone fill in. I've got a feeling he's going to be in that match somehow. I just, I have a weird feeling. I I can't
2: explain it.
1: Okay. I can, I can see, I can make an argument for who, and this is not to take away from him. I want to see him in the elimination chamber, but I can, I can make an argument and a possibly a WrestleMania prediction with a matchup, um, I can see AJ Styles taking out LA Knight because they've been kind of back and forth. I know that uh, Knight kind of cost AJ Styles his qualifying match for the Elimination Chamber. Not not directly, but there was some interference and possibly a water bottle pull, poured onto AJ's face uh, uh, during that, that match in SmackDown. So, I kind of see foreshadowing about them having a match at WrestleMania. So I could see AJ taking out LA Knight.
0: And I see Logan Paul taking out KO and Logan Paul and KO picking up their rivalry at WrestleMania. It ended kind of shady with the brass knuckles at the Royal Rumble. There's still some, still a lot to be left for that feud, I think. And what better replacement for KO getting knocked out of the rumble or excuse me, getting knocked out of the elimination chamber Then Sammy Zayn fill in his spot. So that's kind of how I see it. I like how we both have two different approaches to it. Who are the six men in the elimination chamber? Um, kind of a unique field. Once you put all these six guys together, CZ. It
1: it really is. You've got drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens and Logan Paul.
0: I find it interesting. Logan Paul's in there as the U S champ. Um. His WrestleMania opponent will get set up here in this match, whether it's KO, whether it's LA Knight, it's going to be one of those two. I feel, yeah, um, yeah, something will happen there. So I, I don't see Logan Paul winning this match. I, I would say if there's odds, you know, written by those guys, I would say Drew McIntyre is your odds-on favorite to win this match. If you look at those names on that paper,
1: I think so. Uh, they've been they've been building of uh, the rivalry between Seth and Drew. Um I've heard speculation that Sammy might get thrown into that match making it a triple threat somehow but uh, that's just that's just speculation. Um I don't know it'll be interesting to see how things shake out and this uh this this event in Perth is going to answer a lot of questions and hopefully set up obviously it's going to set up the the world heavyweight championship match but uh, hopefully it'll set up a few more a few more matches, uh, which we do have, uh, we do have the women's elimination chamber, and that's going to answer who's facing Rhea Ripley for her title. Uh, <clears throat> so far it's Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, uh, your favorite Tiffy time. Tiffy it's Stratton. Tiffy time. Uh, it's, Naomi. Always
0: tiffy time. it's always Tiffy time on this show. If you ask me.
1: that's fair uh (laughs) naomi is uh number five and the number six competitor is yet to be determined uh there is a battle royal that is happening i believe tomorrow on raw that will determine the uh, the sixth yeah
0: yep obviously i'm leaning if you put odds on paper again on these ladies i would say becky lynch is your odds on favorite to win this match but a lot can happen um Maybe we see who Bianca's dance partner is for WrestleMania coming out of this match, as we she really hasn't been previewed for a match. Um, yeah. She's high profile and doesn't have a match yet at Mania, so a lot of smoke. When the smoke clears from the Elimination Chamber and then in, in, in the event in Perth, Australia, we'll have more matches on there. But I just right now, I think Becky's the odds-on pick to win the women's match. I don't know if there's anybody else that's going to steal steal the show from her in this one.
1: Can, uh, can I just say if uh, if Bianca does not win the Elimination chamber this will be the the first time in the last four Wrestlemanias she has not competed for a championship
0: Wow so she's for so for the last three years she's competed for a championship okay so 37 38 39 so for she is going for her fourth WrestleMania in a row competing for a title and a very interesting good tidbit there um maybe she is the winner maybe she upsets Becky maybe Becky, Bianca and Rhea turns into a triple threat. We haven't had a women's triple threat maybe. since 35. So maybe that's the 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 way they go. They've got plenty of time after Elimination Chamber to set up a triple threat if they want with WrestleMania not until early April. So uh that very well could be, very well could be a triple threat on the women's side.
1: And you know, we're talking we're we're talking about all this all these competitors possibly fang, facing Rhea Ripley but who knows if that's who will be champion coming out of elimination chamber. Rhea is defending against Nia Jax.
0: Yeah. Nia has been, uh, been billed and touted as the biggest threat so far to Rhea's reign. Rhea has just been champ for just under a year after winning the women's rumble last year. She goes on to mania to beat Charlotte flair in an all-time classic and has turned away every, uh, competitor since, but Nia, Nia Jax is definitely, uh, the biggest and baddest that she has seen so far. and, Man, can you imagine the crowd if Nia Jax goes over on Rhea in Australia? In her
1: home country? In her
0: home country. Oh, oh my God. That might that alone might be worth getting up for, just to see and hear that reaction. Um, I don't think it'll happen, but the possibility of Nia Jax going over Rhea in Australia is mind-boggling. I can't even believe... I w- wouldn't even want to imagine what that reaction would be like.
1: I would almost almost think there might be a riot if that were to happen
0: in the wrong, in the wrong kind of riot. Yes. Yeah.
1: You gotta think that, uh, that we're going to see Rhea walk out of there in her home country, but who knows? Naya is a, Naya is a legit threat in more ways than one. (laughs) Uh, Fourth match on the elimination chamber card. Uh, the Judgment Day defending against the new Catch Republic, the recently redubbed Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate uh, taking on uh, taking on Priest and Balor. I'm looking forward to this one. I am too.
0: I am too. I'm, I'm a stickler for tag team wrestling. I absolutely love tag team wrestling. I love this combination of Bate and Dunn. Um, they finally have something for these guys to do. That's not just on NXT. They've got them on the main card now. And they've got them uh, in a high-profile match in Australia on a pay-per-view. So props to WWE for getting this match lined up. Um, Usually, I'm not a fan of two single stars as a tag team, but Priest and Balor have really blown that prototype away. They've become a fully ingrained tag team. Whereas I look at them and I think of them now as a tag team. I know Senor Money in the Bank's got the briefcase. I understand that he's got a path – you know, at some point that's going to lead him to the singles route, but he and Finn Balor together. I, I love them as a tag team, the match a few weeks back, uh, the night after Royal rumble with DIY was amazing on Monday night. That's why I thought I, we would see DIY win this tournament instead of the new catch Republic, but uh, fresh faces are in there. I'm really excited for this tag team match, uh, outside of the men's chamber it might be the match i'm looking forward to the most on this card i really am interested to see what route they go especially uh when you've got senior money in the bank also as uh one of the one half of the tag champs
1: you know you you bring up diy and i kind of want to switch gears a little bit and Absolutely. look ahead Absolutely. to wrestlemania um you had brought up a possible topic uh a couple days ago off air while we were discussing where we were going to go with the show and that is who is going to not be on the WrestleMania card? And I think there's a lot of a lot of talk as to who who's gotten a bigger push that might not be might not be on WrestleMania. I mean, DIY, as much as I hate to say it, because you know I'm the biggest Johnny Gargano fan out there, as well as Tommaso Ciampa, uh I don't know what their path to WrestleMania looks like.
0: It's Kind of crazy when both tag belts are held by one team, you can't just have a four way one night and then a four way on the other night. There's eight teams that are involved. There's 16 guys that are making the card. I just don't know how they're going to do it this year. I I just got a feeling. uh, You talk about a Gargano and a Ciampa. Will they make mania now? If are you counting the Andre the Giant Battle Royale? Does that count as making Mania? I I don't know. You gotta, we gotta maybe make a specification here as we go on towards Mania who makes it and who doesn't.
1: I want to say no. A name I'm thinking of.
0: Oh, go ah, ahead. Go
1: ahead. I want to say the Battle Royale doesn't count, and here's why. The last couple of years, it has not been part of the actual Mania card, it has been relegated to SmackDown. And while SmackDown, Raw, Stand and Deliver, all that is encompassed in WrestleMania weekend. Having that Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on SmackDown just doesn't feel like its it should be counted as part of the WrestleMania card as much as just the WrestleMania weekend experience. That's just my opinion.
0: I agree. When you throw it on SmackDown, it does take the allure away from making Mania being on the main card, so... I guess we will say if it's if if, if the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale is on Smackdown, it does not count as making mania. You talk about Johnny Gargano, um you talk about Johnny Gargano and you talk about Tom Maso Ciampa of DIY not making it. I got a guy who was in the semi main a few years ago, and I don't know if he's gonna be on the card. And that's Kofi Kingston. That's the first oh. name I really think of. Um I know he's with Xavier Woods in the New Day. Um, if you take the Fatal Four Ways away, that they usually have for the titles. That's less guys on the card. Um, ah, thank you for the kind words, Striker. Lo- we love, we love, and know we love you <laughs> too, man. We love you too. Thank you so much for listening in tonight. Uh, as we ran into you last night at the show, great, great to see that you're uh, listening to us again here tonight. But uh, no, I. Kofi Kingston, for some reason, like when I was thinking of this topic the other day driving down the road, like who's not going to make Mania? Like it just kept coming back to him. Like I, I seriously worry that a guy who was in the semi-main a few years ago with Daniel Bryan, Kofi Mania of all things, and we're not going to see him even on the card, which to me is, is crazy. Um, you know, will, will someone like the New Day or the Miz get relegated to hosting again? I guess that would count as making mania. You're not wrestling, but you're making mania. Miz Miz was all over Does mania it? last year. Miz was all over mania last year. I know he didn't have a match, but well, he did have a match with Pat McAfee. So and he wasn't Yeah, he star, kinda he kind of so, snuck a
1: match in there, but so,
0: I mean you want that kind of role, or do you want to be left off the card and not to be on the not at all? So I would I would count that as making mania if you're if you're hosting mania.
1: Okay, that's fair. You do get your some attention drawn to you here, even though you don't have a match. Um, let's talk about, so I want to tie this again. We were talking about Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. A name that I'm surprised is not on the Elimination Chamber card, and someone who, again, I don't see a clear path to WrestleMania, Fellow, uh, Rhea Ripley's fellow Australian uh, superstar, Bronson Reed. I was very surprised. Uh, I think it was a week ago, not this last SmackDown. I texted you. I said, "Here's my predictions: uh, Bronson Reed is going to go over Bobby Lashley because of the Australia connection. LA Knight is going to lose and get cost his his entrance into the Elimination Chamber by AJ Styles." I was wrong on both counts. You were way wrong, uh, way wrong. But, but that's because my name is not never wrong. <laughs> that's yours.
0: <laughs> oh, I like what you did there. No, I I'm <laughs> kind of surprised that a guy, you know, in his home country, not giving him a little a little reward, a little pop, being in that match, he lost his qualifier. So now it's kind of like, what's going to happen for him? That's a guy I see being involved in the Honor of the Giant Battle Royal. I don't see a clear cut feud for him coming out of for coming out of elimination chamber on the road to WrestleMania. That's another guy that's kind of like in the balance. I mean, you say. Gargano and Ciampa, Bronson Reed, I say Kofi Kingston. Those are uh, those are some of the names that really stick out in my head too, is that don't really have a clear-cut path and kind of start worrying at this point. Like, eh, am I gonna be on the show?
1: Yeah, yeah. You have to wonder. Uh, huh. You really have to wonder about who's going to be where. I mean, uh oh. Let me ask you this. This isn't exactly a who's not going to be on WrestleMania question, but we don't have a clear picture for the Intercontinental Championship right now. Who's Gunther going to be facing?
0: Well, they say in the house show realm right now, he's been working with Chad Gable. Um chad gable has been the one closest has been the closest one along this reign that almost has taken it away from him um is almost has been the closest one that's almost taken the intercontinental championship away for him in this longest reign ever rain that we are witnessing right now um but is chad gable high profile enough for wrestlemania that's my question i would love to see chad gable against against uh gunther at wrestlemania But I know there's a guy that's going to be cleared off injury here pretty soon that could give Gunther a a great match and has given him a great match in the past. He wrestled him at Clash of the Castle. He wrestled him in the Triple Threat last year at Mania. I would love to see Sheamus and Gunther go for it one more time for the IC title at WrestleMania. It wouldn't be anything short of a banger and probably would be my most anticipated match going into WrestleMania, seeing those two just beat the crap out of
1: each other. I would not be opposed to that at all. Uh, Do we know... What kind of timetable Seamus has to coming back? I mean, well, there's I know he's back before plenty Man- of time between.
0: I know he's now back before Mania. Mania. He's kind of tweeted out there that uh, there's nothing really for him right now, but I believe he will be back before Mania. I don't know the exact date, but he should be back before Mania.
1: And I mean, we've got 48 days between now and Mania. If I'm doing my math right, uh, I believe they said it was 50 on SmackDown Friday, 50 days, so that would make today 48 until Mania.
0: Yeah, we're about 7 weeks to. out. 7 8 uh 7 weeks out. So the Yeah. the wheels the wheels of commotion will be in motion. Uh if that makes any sense to you. The wheels of commotion will really be in motion once they get back from the elimination chamber. After the smoke clears uh from that pay-per-view, I think we'll have an idea. Uh maybe not officially, but we'll have an idea of a couple more matches just the way the chambers both men and women's uh just how they lay, how they lay out how they fall. I think we'll have a couple more ideas of what matches will be.
1: That's that's fair. Uh, that's I'm I'm anxious to see where we go, who gets put where. Obviously, there are plenty of names you can mention as to who might not make it under the card, who's going to be relegated to the battle royal, or who's going to be facing. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I can look at the women's. Uh, the women's elimination chamber and yep. maybe we'll see something between Liv Morgan and Tiffany Stratton break out i could see that being a mania match that would be i I'd, I'd be behind that be a good match both of them can perform fairly well um uh, i don't know uh, it, it'll be it'll be fun to see that's the best part about that's the best part about wrestling—is you never, you know, you can predict some things, but you never truly know what's going to happen and where things are going to land.
0: And the best part is the unpredictable. We don't want to know everything as we sit here and exactly. prognosticate. We, we, we have an idea on some things, but the surprises are the best things. I love being blown away and and being surprised at whatever uh, they have in store for us. Well, what we have in store for you on the other side of this break. As much as we're talking about matches coming up, we're going to talk about quite the opposite, AEW Revolution, how that's on March 3rd, just a few weeks away, and there's not a lot of matches for that. We're going to break down Revolution and talk a little bit more about WrestleMania on the other side of this break. This is the Card Subject to Change podcast, the wrestling podcast for the fan by the fan. We are powered by Lopi's Pizza, built by Durham Remodeling, and colored by Ryan Allison Tattoo, and we're just getting started here. We'll see you on the other side talking AEW Revolution. We'll
2: be right back. For Frequency's Sake has you covered on all things sports. From the squared circle to the hardwood and the gridiron to the speedway, we've got something for everyone. Walk down the aisle with the boys from Cards subject to change every Sunday as they take a deep dive into everything pro wrestling. Need your gambling fix? We've got you there. Enter Pit Row with Rod Villagomez and fast money as we win the checkered flag with NASCAR, Xfinity, and truck race winners and props. Football more your style? Explore the waters of NFL DFS with DFS Deep Dive with Brian Craighead and Jordan Kernan each week. More into the science portion of the game? We've got a double dose of action there. The Professor John Bush and Dennis Michelson take you into their science lab and dissect your week in the data lab. Want an analytical take? Nick Gurl and the team at Gridiron AI come to you each week with The Lab. Need to know who to start last minute? The network's flagship show for fantasy's sake is here in a pinch. The Fellows come to you live every football Sunday from 10 to 11:30 Central with the week's best DFS, gambling and lineup advice. And wrap up your Sundays with Joe Winkle and Nick Brinks as they come to you live with educated ignorance looking at all the day's action. Can't get enough of Joe? He comes to you 3 times a week. Not enough football on Sunday? Not a problem. Kick your feet up at lunch on Monday and slip on into the football lounge with Mark and Dan while they look at the week that was in news, notes, and more. For frequency's sake, you know what we mean. Durham Remodeling has been serving the Quad Cities
0: area since 1973. With over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 for all of your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6715.
2: My name's Ryan Allison. I've spent over a decade immersed in the art of tattooing. Sharply honing my skills has materialized into a diverse and prestigious body of work. Each tattoo reflects my relentless pursuit of excellence, and every client I work with is a living embodiment of that unwavering commitment. I will gladly and wholeheartedly embrace your distinct vision.
0: Are you looking for the largest slice in the Quad Cities? The right spot is Pies Pizza. It's better than a hot dog and a handshake. They have two great locations, Uptown on Brady for your delivery and catering needs, and downtown at 429 East 3rd Street in Davenport for the full experience. Pies is family-owned and family-friendly. Into wrestling like us, you can catch shows every day and twice on Sunday at their downtown location. Who knows, you may run into a local wrestler or a local podcaster or two while you're there. Stop by each month for a different featured slice by various artists. Lopi's Pizza, a proud sponsor of the Card Subject to Change podcast on the For Frequency's Sake podcast network. Hello, this is Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Card Subject to Change podcast.
1: Hey, welcome back to Card Subject to Change. Welcome I am your co-host. Show. Welcome back to the show. I am the Wizard CZ, joined by my tag team partner, Never wrong, Nick Bull. Uh, we are powered by Lopi's Pizza, built by Durham Remodeling, and colored by Ryan Allison Tattoo. Nick, I want to ask you if, uh, you know, we, we have that spot about Lopi's running into a local wrestler or local podcaster. If I take a selfie of myself and you're not there, does that count as me running into a local podcaster?
0: Only if someone else is in the picture with you.
1: Okay. 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 So I gotta have. Uh, you can't just I take a picture of your
0: Yeah. 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 So, so I gotta
1: have Regal or Alex or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta our, have so one of our guys. regular friends.
0: Yep. You gotta have somebody Fair else enough. in the picture with you. Just, just to clarify <laughs> here.
1: <laughs> you know, Nick, I wanna, I wanna talk about Revolution. I've got the card pulled up, but before we do, let's, uh, let's wrap things up on our, our WrestleMania talk. Uh, since we've been talking about the WWE for the better part of the show, I think we should continue on that train. And then we'll end with, uh, with revolution. Uh, I want to do a little fantasy booking for the hall of fame. Uh, I have a few names that I think should go in there. I'm sure you have a couple that you can think of off the top of your head. Uh, First and foremost, there's been a lot of speculation. I think, I think with his, with his untimely passing, Uh, Before his time, I think Bray Wyatt should be a a first ballot Hall of Famer for this year's this year's ceremony.
0: Uh, I think it's a no brainer to have Bray Wyatt in. Um, (laughs) I think it's going to happen. I think they're just trying to figure out the best way to announce it. um, Yeah. And the best way to handle it. I think when I say that's a no brainer, I think it just makes sense. It's fresh in everybody's mind it was such an untimely passing at such a young age. And when you put him in, you're encompassing all of his characters, all of his work. Um, So I think, yes, I think Bray Wyatt needs to go in. I think it makes sense. And I think, you know, you're not going to hear anybody disagree or, or, or battle or, or or battle back on that. So I I believe, yes, he should go in and he will be going into this year's hall of fame class.
1: Follow-up question. Does he go in solo or does the entire Wyatt family go in with him?
0: I think he goes in solo. I think he has to go in solo. Um I, I, I don't know if the Wyatt family as a whole needs to go in, um, but Br- but Bray does for sure because, I mean, there are so many pieces to the, the Wyatt family. I know it's not quite like a four horsemen group or maybe maybe in time it gets put in um when we you know do a retrospective here years down the road but i believe bray will just go in as himself um just to have the attention focused on him it won't be just bray um or it won't be just the wyatt family just just him just the focus is on him um but yeah good question i don't think the wyatt family goes in now i think just bray wyatt goes in
1: and I, I think that's the right way to do it. I completely agree with you there. Um, <clears throat> I have another name. I've given this a lot of thought, Nick. Uh, and I want to run it by you. Sure. I think I think the the surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, Mantar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mantar kicked my Mantar kicked my leg at a uh, WWF taping at the at the Mark back in 1995. He was wrestling Hitman. He got tossed out of the ring and like uh, came up over to the apron and kind of kicked my foot when he landed. So that's my connection with Mantar. But
1: well, you've uh, had a brush with I, greatness.
0: I really can't. Uh, I really can't comment on the resume or the accolades. That's I run-in with him. He uh, kicked my foot at a WWF television taping.
1: <laughs> I I was talking, uh, and uh, the boys at Low Pies can attest to this. I was talking with them. I'm like, I'm going to try and pop Nick. The most ridiculous name I can think of is Mantar. Is that going to pop him? And Regal looks at me and he's like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My, my, my,
0: when I, when I think of Hall of Fame and I think of the biggest snub after all these years and it's whatever disagreement they had with Vincent McMahon. And now that Vincent Kenny McMahon is clearly out of the picture of any future proceedings of the WWE, I think it's time that they actually put in Axe and smash of demolition Up until the New Day knocked them off and the Usos knocked them off. They were the longest reigning tag team champs for several years. Uh, Both good workers. Bill Eady, Barry Darso, they both need to be in as Axe and Smash. They're both still around. So I think it'd be great to get them up on stage and get them inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame.
1: I am in 100% agreement with that. Uh, My question to that is we've got the... Third member of Demolition, who some didn't really consider a member of Demolition, does do we induct Crush with them or is it better just to leave the two
0: uh... nope? I think you just leave it with axe and smash, uh, induct them from when they were in their longest when they had the titles at the longest run. Uh, Crush wasn't a part of it. So yo, I believe that it should just be axe and smash.
1: Striker, uh striker in our comments brings up a name that I've been tossing around seriously. Uh, and that's that's Lex Luger. Uh, you've got to think that it's beyond time for him to go in. And me personally, I would like to see him go in now and not po- post posthumously. Honestly, I'd love to, see, to hear what he has yeah, to say. Yeah, he's still
0: with us. I would love to. I mean, he is. he's synonymous with the U.S. championship. When I think of the old NWA days, the U.S. championship, it's Lex Luger. Um that belt for so long. He was also a heavyweight champion, also involved with the Lex Express, slamming Yokozuna was a part of a main event picture for quite some time in WWE. Um, I agree. I agree. Lex Luger should go in. He's still with us. It would be a remarkable story. Um, a guy that in the past it's undoubtedly got the snub, but now it's time to to give him give him his uh, his just desserts and get him into the hall of fame. We've come up with with three pretty good names so far: Bray Wyatt, Demolition, and Lex Luger. Uh, if you guys are out there listening or you follow along on social media, who should the WWE allow into the hall of fame this year? Uh, Vince is gone. So any restrictions that he had or hatred he had towards others is gone. So I feel like the floodgates could open on this. Hit us up on our socials. Um, never wrong. Nick Bull at Nick Bull 55, the wizard CZ at the wizard, uh, CZ hit us up. Who should go into the hall of fame at WrestleMania this year for the WWE?
1: Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of people that I can, that I can picture the only other name that I'll throw out there off the top of my head and strike her with another good one with miss Elizabeth. But what about Sid? Whether he's Sid Justice former world or champion. Sid, he's a former world I, champion.
0: Former world champion. I agree. He's still with us. Um, had a big presence in the NWA WCW days. Um, had a little run in with the four horsemen, never really was a four horseman, but worked with them. Um, former world champion headline WrestleMania 13 with the undertaker. I would not have a problem with, with, with any variation of Sid vicious or psycho Sid or Sid justice getting into the hall of fame. That does not bother me at all.
1: No, I agree. Um, and I get, I guess we'll have to wait and see, um, here I'll bring up one more since Stryker is kind enough. This is another one I was tossing around. I've heard We're in this. Philly.
0: I've I've heard this one too. I mean, you got to think: who are they going to throw in in Philly that, you know, like the hometown crowd get them in a, in in a, in a tizzy? Who is that going to be? That'd be Paul Heyman. I can't think of anybody else, ECW related that should be going in uh, off the top of my head right now. If there is, hit me up on my socials. Um, but Paul Heyman does make sense. Or, it would really. <laughs> Paul Heyman makes sense with him being involved with the bloodline storyline and still being very at the forefront of the WWE product. Of course, with WrestleMania, he's going to be in the main event both nights, uh, with Roman. So, uh, what better way to get a big pop for Heyman, introducing him as a newly crowned hall of famer. I have no problem with Heyman going in.
1: I don't either. I think that'd be the, that'd be a good move, especially since they're in the backyard of ECW. It makes, it makes sense. <clears throat> to me for Heyman to go in this year, uh, I mean, is it is it too early since he's still active? I don't no. think so. you have no. you, you've had a number of active wrestlers go into the Hall of fame. I think I this used is to have a problem. I used active. to have a
0: problem with them being active. I did, but now it doesn't bother me anymore. Uh, yeah, there's too many people that are uh that are still making a, a career of it that are still able to go. and if they're in the Hall of fame, so be it. they can still be active and do it. Let's send out one more live uh, shout-out here. How about to Tim Tim Regal and the boys down at Lopi's? They're listening into the show and probably poking fun at us. Uh, I know they got a big pop out of the manpower <laughs> line, but uh, we want to thank those guys for tuning in. Uh, as We are powered by Lopi's Pizza, built by Durham Remodeling, colored by Ryan Allison Tattoo. This is the Card Subject Change Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We have really dusted up uh, the WrestleMania, the Elimination Chamber, and the Hall of Fame. Talk so far. What's kind of delve into the other side of things? AEW and Revolution. CZ. How many matches on this card? And we're only just a few weeks away.
1: I am very surprised that there are six matches already announced. Okay. I didn't think there were that many. Of course, knowing Tony Khan, there'll be another six that'll be announced in the next two weeks, and it'll be a six-hour pay-per-view. But I digress. Uh, let's. You know, let's just kind of run down the card. I've I've got it pulled up on Wiki. We'll just go in the order that Wiki has it. Yep. Um, You've got uh, you've got the really big one. uh, The it's a tornado tag match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, and more importantly, uh, the final match of Stone.
0: He did it, folks. He did it.
1: It's I had does
0: to. like, <laughs> uh, uh, that, always, this pops. Match, that always pops me. I always love the Shivani. That's what I'm gonna miss about that's what I'm gonna miss about Sting being gone the most. The Shivani doing this yes. doing the sting and, and announcing Sting.
1: I I completely agree. Uh, that always that always got me when Tony Schiavone would call call Sting, and uh, whether it was in WCW or AEW, that that's going to live forever in my head. Uh, but uh, where do we start with this match, Nick? I
0: tell you what, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna uh, give W. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the tip my cap to AEW. I am not the biggest Young Bucks fan, as many of you know, but what they're doing here has piqued my interest. They beat down Sting and Darby. They got them all bloody. They're wearing these white bloody suits around. They are being heels to the nth degree, which I can appreciate. Okay. We know for a fact they're heels. They want to be heels. Great. So they'll be treated like heels. They have treated this sting retirement match like any heel should. Mocking him, doing whatever it takes to get any any offense they can at any angle. And they've done that. Um. I've heard a lot of people backstage were not happy with the promo last week between the Bucks and Darby Allen. Darby calling out the Bucks and their friends for being a part of early AEW when other wrestlers could have been a part of it and weren't. That's hearsay for here, but there's some passion in this angle. I can appreciate this angle. There's passion. Sting's retirement's on the line. Uh, many people think the Bucks are just going to come in and win the titles. Some people think they'll win them in a in a vacant tournament. But otherwise, this match has my interest. It's got four figures that can work, four figures that can talk. And the Bucs being that these kind of nasty heels has me very interested in this angle. Sting and Darby, I hope they find a way to win Sting's last match. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Bucs will remain victor will, will come out victorious. But
1: yeah.
0: this has shed some new light on the young Bucks. It has made them Um, I guess it's made them a little fresher in what their current present and what their presentation was. Um, People are going to think I'm a young Bucks fan here, but I'm not. I'm rooting for Sting and Darby, but this match has given me some interest. It's given me more interest than I thought it would have with it being Sting's retirement match.
1: And I mean, here's the thing: I, as much as you and I both are not fans of the Young Bucks. I don't like I don't like this incarnation of the Bucks. I, I agree with you. What they're doing is interesting with the the white outfits draped in blood, but the whole Nicholas and Matthew playing oh, off just, of the EVP thing. It, just calm down, it Christopher. Er- Christopher, just calm down. Nicholas, <laughs> oh,
0: you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Nikolai, I'm calling you. Go ahead, you Nikolai go ahead. Right I'm, sorry to inter- I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't, they, they, they come on. Okay, I say this, and now that I'm saying it out loud and thinking about it, they're doing their job as heels. But they, this is the douchiest incarnation of the box. Ever and I am, I'm not a fan of. Is is this a word? It, douchebaggery. Is that a word? Douchery. Douchery. Yeah. Okay. Uh, either way, I'm I'm not a fan, and it just seems like not cookie cutter. They're doing things a little bit different, but it just seems like, oh, we're the arrogant heels. We're going to be arrogant to be arrogant. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, they're being arrogant to arrogant. They're also wearing their opponent's blood around for a couple weeks. I mean, that's a new level. I mean, we haven't seen that before from them. So I'm willing to give them a pass here. They're trying. They're trying something different. Um they're trying to be really, really seedy. And I'm 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 going to allow them to be really, really seedy just to see where this goes.
1: Okay. Okay. I will, I will give you that. I'll grant you that. I will I will. And
0: you know, you know I am not a fan of them. I'm giving, oh, yeah. I'm actually I'm, cutting in some slack here. I could, could be really ripping them a new one, but I'm not. I'm trying to, trying to put my, my best foot forward here.
1: I'm anxious to see where this, this goes. And like you, I'm rooting for Sting and Darby. It'd be nice to see Sting go out with the championship with a win. But tradition always, not always, tradition, tradition usually dictates that when you retire you're looking at the lights
0: usually he hasn't lost a match yet in aew
1: <laughs> that's fair uh, I hope this one isn't his first but if it is it'll also be his last unfortunately right <clears throat> uh next thing next match that uh, that wiki has listed is uh Orange cassidy taking on Roderick strong of course he's going to have uh, roddy's gonna have the uh undisputed kingdom with him Matt Taven and uh Mike Bennett and he's going after the international championship
0: yeah Rod this is a long time coming this match is a long time coming Roddy's uh called his shot on Orange Cassidy for quite some time since the reveal of the double back at world's end of uh Adam Coles we're finally getting getting this match um I know a lot of people will go, nah, it's Roderick Strong, it's Orange Cassidy. But I'm interested to see what, what these two can do uh, together. Uh, Roderick Strong, yeah. a very the Messiah, the backbreaker. I mean, a very uh, technically sound wrestler. Orange Cassidy, with his unusual antics, will, will definitely complement Roderick Strong and Styles make fights. So uh, I'm interested. I'm really interested in this match to see where it goes and how the devil storyline continuance of the Undisputed Kingdom continues.
1: To anyone out there who says, meh, it's Roderick Strong, go back, look at his body of work, whether it be in Ring of Honor or NXT. I don't care. The man can go. And if you say, meh, it's Roderick Strong, I hope he wins that championship to rub it all in your faces. But I also hope he wins just because I think he's fantastic. Yeah. That's just me. And that's Mary, not to very very underrated
0: Orange wrestler. Cassidy. Been doing the comedy shtick now. I think people have forgotten how good of a wrestler he is, and hopefully this match showcases it and reminds everybody just how good of a talent he really is.
1: I agree. I agree. And that's not to negate Orange Cassidy, who has done a fantastic job of making that international championship relevant and worthwhile uh, in his in his reigns. He two reigns, right? This is his second reign with the championship, or third.
0: Uh, second rain
1: second rain but yeah i i think this is going to be i think this is the dark match of the dark horse match of the night i think this is going to really surprise people because i think these two are just going to blow it out of the water
0: i hope they do i hope they surprise a lot of people i really do So we also
1: uh, we also see uh, the main of what I'm sure will be the main event. Why it's listed in the middle of Wiki's card, I don't know, but that is the current AEW Heavyweight Champion Samoa Joe uh, taking on Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland in a triple threat match. Uh,
0: Why? Why is why is this a triple threat match? Great question. Swerve, Great Swerve has two wins on Joe, or excuse me, on Hangman. Swerve on Hangman. has two wins yeah. on Hangman. Should be a one-on-one competition.
1: Well, apparently, those the powers that be at AEW decided that since Swerve couldn't beat Hangman for the third time in the uh, the thirty-minute time limit and it ended in a draw, that they both deserve to be in this match. <clears throat> <sighs> maybe it's because Hangman is a former w- world champion. It might be. Maybe it it might maybe be. that's why.
0: It might be. I hope. I hope they're not taking the belt off Samoa Joe this quick. I know Swerve is 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 very hot right now. Uh, will be the hot item coming into this match. But Joe, for his longevity in wrestling and for what he can do, um, just how good he is at cutting promos, working with talents. I hope Joe keeps the belt here. I'll be rooting for Joe to win the belt or to retain here. Um, I don't necessarily agree. This has to be a triple threat. I would be more interested, I think, in a Joe versus Swerve match than I would in the triple threat with Hangman involved. But we get the triple threat here. Uh, Fingers crossed that Joe retains here and is able to continue his
1: reign. Here's why it's a triple threat. 100% legit. Hangman is there to take the pinfall whether it be Joe or swerve. Okay. Hangman is there to take the fall. He's
0: calling it it this early. I I like it.
1: I believe that Joe is going to retain as much as I would love to see swerve hold that title and as hot as he is right now. And as deserving as he is to hold the title. I don't want Joe to, to be like you said that short of a title reign. It just, it, it, They don't do this very often, but it feels like they hot shotted the title off of Joe. If they if Swerve wins,
0: it'll have that impression, won't it? Especially after MJF's long reign and then him taking it at World's End, which really wasn't that long ago beginning of the year, end of the year, and the 23, beginning of 24. It would feel like a transitional hot shot if it went off of Samoa Joe this quick. Remains to be seen if it will. I hope it does, and I hope he's able to retain and continue to go forward with his title reign
1: yeah yeah i agree um i think we should uh, i think we should talk about the next match dearest nicholas your favorite sure. timeless tony storm uh is taking on Deanna i was tony Parrazzo.
0: yeah yeah uh interested in this this might be the match i'm second most interested in to be honest with you the 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 run that timeless tony's been on and then the rise of diana peraza Uh, both these ladies can go in the ring. So actually it's going to be a good women's match, good women's program being built into it, how it's been done. The vignettes have been great. Sign me up. Let's do it. Uh, I'm ready for this match right now.
1: AEW does not always do the best in their builds. In fact, I can think of a number of occasions, uh, not to name anything specific where it's just like, Hey, we're going to give you this match just to give you this match.
0: Yeah. This has no, been this, the opposite. This has been the opposite. This a good build. It, it definitely has been a good build. And uh, yeah, props to them for building this and and, and making this an actually interesting women's uh, title program instead of just being thrown together two weeks out. So props to them.
1: When you give us enough time to care about what's going on, we're going to be invested in the match and we're going to want to buy the pay-per-view. That's just... See, that's just my opinion. Yeah, give no, us a reason. Okay. Give us five
0: reasons to buy this thing and we're going to probably go along with everything else you throw throw into the show. I mean, we have to at that point we bought it, but uh going back to I think you, the the matches, the match order on Wiki that you're looking at, I think that's the order they've been announced. Um Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Goes. I think that makes the most sense. That's that's the order they've been announced, but so far we've got 4 matches and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to these 4 matches. Uh, I'm 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 probably going to get this pay-per-view more than likely uh for homework for the show cuz we're going to review it and talk about it on the card subject to change podcast, but there are some decent exciting matches on here.
1: Yeah, and the next one is no no different. Uh the the Continental Crown Championship, Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson. Uh they they knocked it out of the park the first time. They're going to do the same again, I'm sure. I mean, Danielson has always been one of my favorites, whether he's the American Dragon, the young American Dragon up and coming in Ring of Honor, uh, whether he's Brian Danielson in the WWE and the Yes Movement and yeselmania and et cetera and so on, or whether he's the American Dragon of this incarnation and just an uber badass.
0: Styles Make Fights, your ring technician, very well-respected by many as one of the best in the world, Brian Danielson against uh, your brawler, your everyman's wrestler with Eddie Kingston. Sign me up. Five matches we've talked about here. Five matches I'm looking forward to seeing. It's going to be a hard-hitting affair. These two will beat the crap out of each other. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if this opens a show. What a show opener this would be um, to have these two go oh. at it. Um, Boom. But looking forward to how these guys handle it. Uh, will Will Danielson be the first one to uh, unseat Kingston from his reign after winning that that Continental Classic title and being the the modern Triple Crown champion. We shall see. Um, pulling for Danielson in this one, but if Kingston wins, I won't be too upset as he's uh, really, his work rate has just been uh, phenomenal and off the charts. And I really like what he's done with his Triple Crown thing, really like what he did with the Continental Classic. So putting these two together, best of the best against best of the best. Let's see who the best is. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Bring it on. Uh, Last match announced. I didn't hear this one get announced. uh, So this one kind of took me off guard where we've got uh, Kenosuke Takeshita taking on Will Ospreay.
0: Yes. They announced this the other night in a backstage segment with Don Callis and the Don Callis family. Um, Talked about how they couldn't find anybody to fight Takeshka, So he's going to have them fight within the family. Uh, Yeah. Six matches, six matches I want to see. Takeshka, Osprey. sign me up. Let's go. You're looking at a possible five-star match on paper before it even starts. I know we don't like, maybe we don't like to talk about star rankings before they even happen, but this match will deliver. Uh, it's going to be Ospreay's first match as a full-time wrestler with AEW, which is going to be great. He just finished up a Rev Pro stint over in Great Britain, so now he's done over there. He's done with New Japan. He can focus his attention now on AEW, so it'll be his first pay-per-view match uh, as a full-timer, and against uh, a stablemate, uh, Kanosuke Takeshka. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait for this match.
1: I agree. This is going to be an absolute banger. Osprey is one of the best in the world. Yes. And Takeshka is is not... I'm not saying he's bad. That's not a shot at him. He is, he is up there, and he is rising. I think I would have liked to see more out of Takeshita before this because last summer he was on the rise to being a potential world champion. And then I kind of feel like he's gotten swept under the rug a little bit, especially since joining the Catless family. Uh, That's just my opinion. Correct me if you think I'm wrong, Nick, but it doesn't seem like he's been given the push that I think he should have been given when he was hot.
2: I
0: think more was going to happen with him and Kenny Omega than Kenny Omega getting uh, diverticulitis took him out of the picture. So I think maybe they were kind of scrapped some plans that he had with Omega. But yes, he's kind of been swept under the rug. Hopefully, this shoves him towards the forefront. A big time uh, battle with Osprey on pay per view will get his name back out there, and hopefully, people will be remembering who he is.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing with AEW that. I have a love-hate relationship with. They have so much great talent and not enough time to do anything with them. So it's like someone gets hot, and while they're hot, AEW decides, okay, well, we're going to switch over to this guy and make him hot now.
0: Right, right. It's
1: happened multiple, multiple times. I hate that it happens, because when you've got someone that is red hot like Takeshita was, like Swerve is right now, you've got to strike that iron.
0: You absolutely Man. do. And, and hopefully, hopefully they've learned from their mistakes. And they're getting him back in this forefront with Will Ospreay, something's going to happen here. Something's got to give with two stable mates going at it. Maybe a face turn for Osprey. Get him to be that number one face in the company now. I don't know. Um what remains to be seen, but something will happen here between Osprey and Takeshka. If anything, we're going to get a great wrestling match out of it.
1: Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, I can't wait. That's definitely the six matches announced. Not one of them is is bad looking ahead on paper. Uh, I think this is going to be a top-notch pay-per-view. I hope so anyway. And honestly, if no more matches got added, if we did not have another match added onto the card, I'd be okay with that. You know, Tony's going to throw at least a few more out there, but
0: yeah, let's hope that he's so throwing far, out. Let's, let's hope it. he's throwing substance out there. Um, because so far, six decent matches we previewed for you, uh, here on the show. And, and hopefully, there's a couple more decent ones, and we'll have a decent pay per view to talk about. I'm excited to talk about it. And we still have Elimination Chamber to happen yet this weekend. So, a lot of we a great time to be a wrestling fan if you are a wrestling fan indeed, like we are. Um, of course, that's Saturday, early Saturday morning. If you're listening, uh, as the start time 4 a.m. Here, uh, if you're listening in the central time zone to our podcast for that elimination chamber, pay-per-view revolution coming up on March 3rd. And then of course, WrestleMania to follow great time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, as my buddy, Don Feldman, we talk on talk regularly about wrestling. It's what, whether you like it, whatever's going on in wrestling or not, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. There's so much going on.
1: I completely agree. Uh Nick we're that's going to wrap things up for yes. for our wrestle side chat tonight but how far ahead do we want to preview? We've already talked. We've got Elimination Chamber, we've got
0: As far as uh, you want partner, as far as you want, as far as you want.
1: Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and talk about most of March here then because okay. I I'm excited for where we're going. After after Elimination Chamber, after Revolution, we are welcoming on the Shadow Alpha Augustus Draven on March 10th. Uh super excited for this one. Uh, we're gonna get a unique perspective from a man behind the camera. Uh, we're welcoming tag team photography's Clint Die onto the show. Uh that I, I'm excited to hear his point of view on wrestling. And then to to wrap up March, uh before we uh, head into everything before and during and after WrestleMania, because that's gonna be that's gonna be a of that's going to be like an extravaganza of we don't even know what we're doing yet. WrestleMania wise. Uh, we are welcoming back one of the founders of for frequency sake, one Doug green to have our booger eaters guide to wrestling part two, part two, part two. And you want to tell them what we're, uh, what we're looking at for part two. I believe we're looking at the CM punk pipe
0: bomb promo and then money in the bank 2011 uh particularly CM Punk and John Cena's uh match championship match at Money in the Bank at uh in Chicago a great match that it was
1: a lot of a uh, lot of emotion there a lot of brilliant storytelling and that's why we picked that since Doug is a wrestling novice uh as we say uh but we got we got some exciting times here not going to go further than that. We've got some, we've got some big shows coming up after WrestleMania, but you're going to have to stay tuned for those. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to kind of end things here. Nick and I talked about our personal socials. I'm at the wizard CZ. He is at Nick bull 55. Check us out on Facebook card, subject change podcast. You can also find us on Instagram X threads, TikTok, although we don't have that much of a presence there and YouTube at CSTC podcast. If you're listening, tell your friends, have them follow us on our socials, but want to make a big push. If you, if you are a fan of the show and you're new to the show, we've got our entire archive on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, like, share, subscribe, hit the bell to get those notifications. We come to you every week. Uh, on Sundays live, but we've got a great catalog of previous episodes with some fantastic interviews and reviews. So I encourage you, please help us out, build our YouTube page and uh, give us a subscribe while you're there.
0: You won't be disappointed. You might find something funny that you uh, makes you laugh. And if you're laughing at our, at our expense, we appreciate that.
1: All right. Well, that's, that's going to put a bow on episode 105 wrestle side chat you have been tuned in to the card subject to change podcast powered by low pizza built by derm remodeling and colored by ryan allison tattoo i am the wizard cz and for my partner mantar nick bull who is never wrong <laughs> we will see you next week right here on card subject to change
0: take care everybody